Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy Football Sauce, episode 11, we'll be, where we'll be looking back at week five, the NFL 2022 season, and looking ahead to week six. Uh, boy, it's uh, it's been a weird season, but, you know, at a certain point, strange becomes the normal. Uh, you know, I didn't, I don't think that anyone planned to say that the, the Panthers could be worse under Baker Mayfield and that the Packers would be so bad and that Tampa Bay would struggle. Um, and, th- you know, there's just, there's just so many narratives in the NFL this year. However, um, we're getting a larger sample size, like I talked about last week. That's important. You know, as we start to analyze this data, the bigger the sample is, you know, this is looking closer to the norm. Um, you know, regression is, is still there. It's still waiting to correct. Um, but, you know, some of these changes are permanent. I mean, they, they just are. Um, and, and it's tough to say that because especially in our redraft league, leagues, like we got these guys, you know, we drafted Michael Pittman thinking that Matt Ryan would be better. And, oh, my goodness, not only is he not better, that, that team is just terrible. And we just didn't expect that. So, you know, we're going to have to do what we can in our redraft leagues uh, to, to course correct. You know, there's been some waiver wire, wire guys, but no real incredible pickups. Uh, but we're just going to have to keep looking. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, maybe one of these rookies from one of these good teams will emer- emerge. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, just some notes uh, on on last week's episode. You know, I didn't like Brees Hall coming in the air. I thought he was o- overdrafted. He's a rookie on a bad team. He might share work. And what do you know? That's the way it started out. But, and again, if you go back and listen to the episodes, one thing that you'll notice is when the pendulum swings too far in the other direction, that's a buy opportunity. And I said it. I was like, you know, if you can get Brees Hall for nothing or, like, eighth-round value, like, do that. Because, you know, eighth-round value, you know, that might be a guy that you drafted late that's just been better than, you know, people thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, you got some surprises this season, the Olaves, the Drake Londons, and guys like that. Like, if you need a running back, get rid of one of those guys. And don't give me Drake London as Julio Jones. Like, he's been good. I get it. But I don't expect this to continue, especially with, you know, Kyle Pitts seeing the the target volume he's seeing, being left out. I, I don't expect that to continue all year. But at any rate, um, it, it looked like we may have missed our opportunity to buy low on Brees Hall. So he had a good game. And I expect that he'll have some more later in the year. Uh, I, I don't want to pay up for him now that he's had a good game. But if you were able to get him cheap, good on you. Same with Austin Eckler. I was looking at like third round value is what I would give up for him. Well, good luck now. Uh, since he had that explosion last week, you're probably not getting Austin Eckler. And... Um, you know, just a note on the the Derrick Henry regression. People panicked. Everybody wanted Saquon Barkley. Just trade anything for Saquon Barkley. It's like, you know, calm down. And um, and lo and behold, um, Henry has been fine. You know, he might not return first round value, but if he's out there on the field, like the dude's gonna be an RB one. So you, your money's safe there now. Barkley, like, again, I'll concede 
that you know we've got a new sample size with Saquon Barkley. However, that was predicated on the Giants being bad, and they haven't been bad. Um, they haven't looked great, but I mean they've been winning. So if if the Giants are good, then yeah, I like Saquon Barkley. I just don't think they're this good. So all of these guys that are running to, to like say draft Saquon first overall if you're redrafting today, just these guys they they really really great my nerves because these are the same analysts that told us to take DJ Moore in like the second round. Like they have no penalty for being wrong. They're wrong so frequently, and then they'll make these bold predictions, and every once in a while one turns out to be right, and. You know, they, they pat themselves on the back. And, you know, some of these guys have won, like, um, fantasy pros awards and stuff, and I just don't get it. They're so inconsistent. Uh, the only thing they're consistent about is Super Bowl takes and um, and taking all the credit for it when it's right. So, again, if you want to buy into that, go right ahead. I do think Barkley is, is an RB1 for the year, but I don't like him better than a lot of other guys. The, you know, the more consistent guys, the guys that, that did it last year and the year before, like, of course I want those guys over the guy that hasn't done it in a couple of years. So, anyway, that's my, my Saquon Barkley rant. But, you know, depends on what, what you can buy him for. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, boy, I, I think that I was I was right on this one as well. Now, Christian McCaffrey has been saving his weeks. And he hasn't been terrible. Like, I mean, he's been good on the whole. But, again, you drafted him first overall. You did not draft him to be, like, a top-end RB2. And if he finishes there, guess what? You lost. You were wrong, and you have to admit it. Um, I just don't see him returning that high-end RB1 finish. The offense is bad. Now they're talking about trading, and they're saying they're not going to trade him, but... Do they trade DJ Moore? I mean, I picked him up back up in the league where I dropped him. Um, I don't know what to do with DJ Moore at this point. That offense is bad, but he is very talented. And if he found his way on, like, the Packers or any one of these, like, you know, the Chiefs, where they don't have a guy, he could be incredible. I mean, I'd love to see him on the Packers. So, I'm speculating on it. I, I don't like burning the roster spot, but the upside would be incredible. So, I'm just going to hang on to him for now. And I will note, in your redraft leagues, there's some guys out there to stash that I like. And I, I mentioned it last week. But you're going to miss your chance eventually. And if you've got an IR slot that's available, I like to do these as part of my waiver wire pickups. So, I'll pick up this guy and I'll drop the guy I was going to drop, put this guy on IR and go, you know, pick somebody else up to, to speculate on. Uh, like Van Jefferson and, um, you know, we expect Williams to be back, Williamson to be back uh, for Detroit here in a couple weeks. So what, what does that look like? I don't know. I mean, Detroit has really surprised us with their passing offense. Uh, I'm, I'm on Ross St. Brown has been incredible. I think he's worth speculating on. You know, put him on your bench. Give him a couple weeks. You know, the upside there, he's an incredible talent. I would I would certainly stash those guys, especially in leagues where there's 
Like you could pick up guys that, you know, make have a good matchup and they can get you like four for sixty and hopefully score a touchdown, maybe. Like I don't want those guys. You know, guys I'm talking about guys you gotta rotate out of your lineup like every week. You're adding, dropping just because they, they haven't been that great. You just want to speculate on somebody. These are better guys to speculate on, in my opinion. Um, as it relates to my last week fan duel lineups, and again, I don't set a lot of these. And, you know, these people that set 100, like, bless them. I don't have time for that. And that's just not fun. That, that sounds like work to me. And I don't even know if the ROI is there. But at any rate, I don't want to get into that. Last week, the Jaguars just destroyed my lineups. Like, who knew? After the Jaguars won games they weren't supposed to win, that they would just fall apart last week against the Jets. Like, really? You know, Vegas had them winning by like 10 points, a big implied team total. Not only did they not win, they scored almost no points. Like, it was just incredibly stupid. And it hurt my lineups significantly because that was the team. Because, you know, you can get a Lawrence cheap. But i tell you what, I was right. ETN. I, I told you last week, play ETN. He returned value um, at his price tag. Wasn't great. Uh, but he did return the value. But James Robinson, Lawrence, Christian Kirk. Like, I had those spread a, a, among a couple of lineups just like it just killed me like the lineup was a good on the whole like it was a good lineup it finished in the maybe the top third I don't know if it's the top 25 percent or anyway the the Jaguars just kept me out and that's one of those again I mean I'll take my lumps but nobody thought that was going to happen uh, but um, there again that that's fantasy football I was right on the Vikings. That stack was good. Um, Jefferson had a great game. Cousins was not great. It was okay. Um, it didn't kill me like the Jaguars did. Uh, however, it, you know, you know, and I did have Dalvin Cook in the lineup, and that worked out. Um, that was, you know, I, I spread those around. I played the wide receiver quarterback stack in one and, and the running back in the other. And in this case, I probably regretted that because if I'd played Dalvin Cook and and not Robinson in that stack, then I don't know how much better my lineup would have been, but it would have been much, much better. But at any rate, right about that. And also, you know, one of the things I started doing is I really hate this, this let me see how to, to say it, this need to, like, spend the salary in in daily lineups. So one of the ways that I can kind of discipline myself to not do that is spend up on a, a defense. And last week, I, I paid for the 49ers and the Bills, and they were good. And at their price tag, they were worth it. And I didn't want to spend that salary on players because I liked the lineup and I wanted to stick with it. So it worked out well. I'm probably going to do that again this week, you know, you got the Packers you could play. The Rams definitely one that I'll probably play. Maybe the Buccaneers. I'll pay for them. I'll probably have the salary remaining uh, anyway. Because After I talk about the players I like, you'll see why. Um, right about Diggs, right about Devonta Smith. 
there again, that daily lineup, or those two daily lineups were incredible. <laughs> if we're just for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they just let me down. The the one time I wanted to trust the Jacksonville Jaguars this season, like I've been doubting them all season. You know, playing teams against them and and being disappointed, like when the Chargers played against the Jags, disappointed with my Chargers. So, you know, here the Jags get a, a date with the Jets, see what happens. So, at any rate, I, I'm going to have a hard time trusting Jaguars for the uh, immediate future. This week, I'm looking towards some fades because – Everybody's going to be on like the Rams and the Packers. Like the Rams should destroy the Panthers, and the Packers should destroy the Jets. And then you've got the Buffalo Kansas City game. Like I think everybody's going to be on those games. And I just I don't at least for my quarterback stack I'm just staying away. Uh, you know a Stafford Cup stack or you know Aaron Rodgers pick a receiver. Josh Allen, Steph, like I don't, I think that's going to be overplayed, and I do think it's the most likely outcome. But I'm trying to win a tournament here, and you know, like I described that lineup last week. Yeah, I can be real proud of myself that I finished in the you know maybe the top quarter, but I don't want to win ten dollars or eleven dollars or fifteen dollars. I want to win the million. So when I see games like this, I'm like, ugh. And not only that. The Packers and the Rams have given us so many reasons not to trust them. And even the Buccaneers. Like, why would I do that? And the answer is, I'm not. Um, I'm not going to be surprised at all if they have incredible games. But I'm not playing them. Because I think a lot of people will be playing them. The guys that I'll be playing is... I'm going to cross my fingers with Geno Smith. I like Geno Smith as a person, as a player, as a fantasy asset. Oof. It feels like Trevor Lawrence from last week. Like, I finally trust Geno Smith enough to play him. Let's see what happens. Well, we're going to see what happens. Because I'm going to play Geno Smith. I'll stack him with, you know, whoever makes sense. And and the other lineup, I'll, you know, I'll include the receiver that I didn't include in in the other lineup. And Joe Burrow. Not a game that's projected for a lot for some reason. I mean, it's New Orleans. It's at New Orleans. I get it. But, like, are the Bengals just all of a sudden, can they only score 22 points? I'm I'm playing against that. That's what Vegas says. Vegas thinks it would be a close game, like a three-score game, and the Bengals win by, like, one and a half. So one to two, I, I'm just no. I'm I'm playing the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals this week. So there you got it. You got the um, I'm calling my shot with the the Seahawks passing game, the Bengals passing game, and I usually like to play the running backs from these teams. But I'm not calling this, these blowouts. I need blowouts. So like last week, you know the Dalvin Cook play that was looking for a blowout. The James Robinson play was was projected a blowout. Didn't work out. But, you know, those are the games I like. So, but I'm not project, projecting that here at all. I'm just looking for a 
quarterback to put up some points. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so as I mentioned at the running back position, I really do like the running backs from those games that I described that I don't like. So the Buffalo game, the Packers game, the Rams game, the, the Buccaneers, I like the running backs. All of those games. Because there's going to be a lot of points scored. You know, it, it, it doesn't take a lot for a lot of Josh Allen production to turn into like a couple of goal line carries for Devin Singletary. Or the same at L.A., like pick the right running back. Like you probably won't pick the right one, but if you do, like who's owning that guy? Probably not in a lot of lineups. And, you know, the Tampa Bay one is a little tricky, but I'm pretty confident in the Green Bay guys. Uh, Dylan, I think, would be a good play this week. He gets plenty of work. He might. He, he's not bad. Like, if you can get A.J. Dillon right now for cheap, then I would do it. Got to be cheap, but uh, I would definitely do it. And this is really the week, in my opinion, to spend up on like a Travis Kelsey. Like, go ahead and spend on And that might not be the best example. Uh, Mark Andrews might be the guy I would target. But there again, I'm going to go really cheap because all these running backs that I like are going to be cheap. Um, the quarterback wide receiver stacks that I like mostly are going to be cheap. So, you know, there's an opportunity to spend up on a tight end and a defense because, again, I'm going to have that salary left over. I'm not going to leave it on the table when I can go, you know, get the Rams against Carolina. Like, I'll do that. And um, at the wide receiver position, I'm really just looking to grab pieces of, of these high-scoring games. So, you know, for example, give me a, a Buccaneer. I'll probably spend up on Cooper Cup, maybe, if um, if the cheaper pieces, you know, fall into place. But I'll play Allen Robinson this week. That's fine. The upside's there. They should destroy the Panthers, and this might be a – a time that McVeigh wants to demonstrate that they didn't make a mistake with Allen Robinson. I don't think that would do much for that argument, but I could see that being a narrative that would play out. And the Green Bay guys, they'll, they'll all be cheap. And Buffalo has a couple of cheap options. So th that's where I'm looking to spend my money. And, and you can go with KC as well. Kansas City, uh, Juju, MVS. Like, again, these are. High variance guys. And by high variance, I mean like they almost, well, they're not high variance at all. I'm actually looking for high variance because they haven't been good. But I do think that there'll be some variance in their play. Everybody thought we'd have some blow-up games from some of these guys. And this is the week I would do that. See what happens. All right, well, there you got it. This is a... Uh, Another episode, this is episode 11, looking at week 6. And just to recap, um, again, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, those are my quarterbacks. I'll stack them appropriately and um, get get the running backs from the you know those big games. I'm staying away from some of the other players unless they're cheap. Uh, you know, Devin Singletary, Aaron Jones, Dillon, 
maybe even some Cam Akers in there. That's who I'm playing. And again, probably going with Mark Andrews this week at tight end. But we'll see it play out. And I'll, it'll be interesting to see this Saquon Barkley saga continue. See what happens with the Panthers. And um, and again, Austin Eckler should continue to be an RB1. So thanks for listening. We'll do it again next week. Bye-bye. Peace.